Well, it's good to have everyone here on Real Life Discussion with Pastor Rodney Evans. We are live at Real Life Church today, and we're going to bring forth what we have been talking about, which this year has been about breakthrough. And we've used a scripture, and this is a scripture God keeps me going back to, is in 2 Samuel chapter 5, when David went down to the stronghold to pray. And then he changed the name of it to Yahweh who breaks through. So I'm here to tell you whatever you need, your breakthrough's coming. Amen. In spite of what everything looks like in today's society, your breakthrough is on its way. A breakthrough means a penetration or an explosion of the almightiness. Destroy whatever's, re- whatever's holding back. Amen. Holding back what you are supposed to be receiving. Amen. That's what your breakthrough means. I'm getting a breakthrough. I'm going to get everything that God has promised me that the devil's been trying to hold back. Now, one thing that David did that I believe we need to do is we got to go to the place. we got to look at it in the eye and say, I'm not afraid of you. I'm going to begin to pray here and begin to thank God and begin to worship God because, as the song said, God is able. Amen? As long as I have breath, I'm going to praise Him. I'm going to glorify Him. I'm going to magnify Him in spite of what it looks like in front of me. Then we, we went to Isaiah 10 and 27. We're not going to go there, but we, we talked about the anointing. That you're going to receive so much anointing in your life that you're going to grow so fat with the anointing that anything that's trying to fasten itself to you will have to fall off. Either you're going to be so swollen with the fat of the Holy Spirit that it'll break loose, or it's going to corrode, bring corrosion to the situation that it will just fall off and you'll blow it away like powder. One translation says that. So we're talking about the anointing. If you want breakthrough, true breakthrough, you're going to have to surround yourself in the presence of God, and you're going to have to realize that you are going to have to have the anointing. Then in Isaiah 11, 1 through 2, we talked about some set of sevenfold manifestations of the anointing. We also talked about Jesus, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the what? With the Holy Ghost, which is the anointing of God. So, And then He told us in Luke 24 and 49, Tarry until you be endued with power from up on high. In other words, the anointing the Bible's talking about here is the manifestation power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you know, I'm on one of the, the boards with the denomination that we're part of, and one of the questions that I always bring out at the very end, and I want to ask the question, what is the evidence of the Holy Spirit? What is the evidence? A lot of people go down this area, down that area. I said, hold it, that's not what we're asking. What is the Evidence. I know one part of the evidence is power. And that's good. You need to have power. But according to Scripture, it's praying in the Holy Spirit. It's tongues. We are tongue talkers. Hallelujah. We believe in the nine gifts. We believe in the fruits of the Spirit. And we need, we, I'm a firm believer, we need to see more fruits of the Spirit. And then we begin to see more manifestations of the power of God. Amen. Because they mean nothing that people don't see you walking in love, that you're caring, that, that you care about them as people. And sometimes we've got to be patient. Yes. Come on, somebody. 
sometimes we, we've got to be patient. Now, I had Teresa, and I, I want to go back there to Mark chapter 5. Let's go to Mark chapter 5, because I, I want to bring out a couple things in here. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25, that I did not bring out last time, I do want to bring out this time. Because this woman has made a decision that she has to touch Jesus. Is that true? She has to touch Jesus. I might not have you read it. I might paraphrase it. That she has to touch Jesus. There's steps in releasing your faith. So if we want to see the manifestation of God, we want to see our breakthrough, we've got to release our faith in order to obtain the promises of God. And here in Mark chapter 5, verse 25 and 28, For she said... So who said? So you have to say it. Whatever you're believing for, you've got to say it. How did you get saved? You prayed, you confessed, you said something from your mouth. She said. Then in Mark chapter 5 and 27, that she needed to touch his garment. If I could just touch his garment. And she did it. So she said it. And she did it. James chapter 1 and 22 says, But be you doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. You can get so fat on the word that you're no carnal good. I'm sure I believe you need to get fat on the word, but you need to be carnal good and spiritual good. In other words, when I say carnal good, you're here to affect the world. You can't be so spiritual that you're not affecting this planet. So here she says, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch his clothes. And she what? Did it. In James chapter 5, verse 29 around through there, it says he felt something come out of his body. So that means she received it. She said it. She what? Did it. And she what? Received it. There's no way that you cannot get in the presence of God and it change your life. If you get in His presence, your life is changed forever. Would you not say this woman's life was changed forever? Then Mark chapter 5 and 33, Jesus right before that saying, somebody touched me and the disciples said, what do you mean somebody touched you? They're suffocating you. You can't breathe because of the multitude that is around you. Now listen, they probably, I'm just speculating, they probably were a lot of sick folk around. They probably a lot of sick folk that was suffocating. But she spoke through faith and she said, if I can touch you, I'll be whole. She made a decision that she was releasing her faith to receive from Right? Then it goes on. And it said, who touched me? And she spoke up, so then she said it. So in other words, you got to say it. you got to do it. you got to tell it. you got to let people know what God's done for you. Don't the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 and 11, they overcome what? 
by the, by the blood and the word of their testimony. Sometimes you need to tell people what God's done for you. Amen. You just need to spread the good news of Jesus and say, look what the Lord has done. Every opportunity I can get, I let people, Pastor, know that I can't do what I do on my own. I can't share this word on my own. I know there's some ministers that we could bring in and you listen to on TV that speaks that speak with such eloquence. I mean, they cross every T, they dot every D, uh, I. They could pronounce every word correctly, not with a southern accent or a human accent or a redneck ha- accent, but they can do it perfectly. And sometimes I sit back and I'm in awe. How can you do that? But a lot of times I see no power. Because they're so eloquent in themselves, they forgot about the power of God. Now I work on how I speak. My wife has joked with me before, and I shared this with some people the other day. I said, my wife told me some years back that her and God got as far as they could get. I was on my own now. With my pronouncing. I know I said something yesterday. We saw Jared or Jordan and Ashley and I said something. She goes, Lord, that was a $5 word you just said. I'm working, honey. I'm working. But the thing is, the power of God is what's so important. The Message Bible in verse 34 says it this way. Daughter, you took a risk of faith. Now you're healed and whole. We talked about that last week. You can be healed but not whole. We see that with the leprosy. With the leopards, you know, just one was completely made whole. The rest of them were healed. He says, live well. Now listen. And lived blessed. Be healed of your plague. Now, I believe that God wants to bless you. Yes, He does. I see that throughout the Scripture. Now, do I think that some people overplayed, as the old say in their cards... I don't think you need to send a thousand dollars to receive a blessing. But I do believe when you give, God blesses. I do believe when you sow into your local church, there's a special anointing that comes on you. Because I believe, yes, there's many opportunities to sow in different ways. We we sow into missions. I know I'm at a place in, in my life we sow into missions to Pastor Don. Anybody call me about missions? I said we got one guy, you talk to him. That's who we sow to. That's who we give to. And we know that He'll take care of every bit of that. So here, I'm trying to tell you that we've got to begin to anchor ourselves in the Word. The Word. I believe God wants to bless. Don't the Bible say that Joseph... Let me turn over. You don't have to turn there. Let me turn very quickly. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy... And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. In verse 23, And the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made him prosper. I believe that God will send breakthrough your life, and he will bless you through breakthrough. Now, I've told Teresa this for years because I've heard big time ministers get up and say I'm against prosperity. And it gets me aggravated. 
Because they're in a multi-billion dollar complex. Their life is taken care of the rest of the life. They walk in blessing. I mean, a couple of years back, I heard someone say, said, my Lord, you got three houses. You're driving the best of cars, and you tell me you don't believe in prosperity. Well, you need to give all that up, and I can give you an address to send it to. That's right. I believe now, maybe, maybe I've missed something, and Pastor, you, you can correct me afterwards if, if I'm wrong on this, but the Bible says that if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when it says that in the New Testament, I can go over to the Old Testament and I can see how God blessed Abraham. And he says, that I'm an heir to that. And the other Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. Get measure, pressed down, shaken over, and running over shall men. This ain't talking about when y'all get to heaven, Pastor. Men shall give into your by the Lord. Somebody's going to come along and just load you down. Amen. And don't the Bible say in Psalms that He loads you down daily yes. with His benefits. Yes. That's right. Amen. Now, if you're getting a job, the first thing you look at, Pastor, is how much they're going to give you. And then you get over to the benefits. Yeah. Health insurance. Retirement. It's almost like your company's taking care of every aspect but really what matters, which is your spirit. But God, throughout time, throughout covenant, is taking care of your spirit, soul, and body. Yes, he is. And don't the Bible says in 3 John, chapter 2, Beloved, above all things, I wish thou prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers. That word prosper, if you break it down and look at it, it is talking about everyday affairs. Yes. It's talking about business. It's talking about your financial wealth. He says, may you prosper in that as your soul. you got to get this soul. Now, your soul, your spirit, soul, and body. Your soul, listen, your soul is your mind. So he's saying as you grow in the knowledge of God, you should prosper. Yes, you should. You should prosper. As you gain insight into the Word, as you gain that knowledge, he says you want to prosper. Now, prospering without being a Christian is nothing. Because they lie, steal, cheat, and rob. Right. Right. But to sell out to Jesus Christ and prosper His way, it brings peace. Enjoyment, and then you live to give. Hallelujah. You live to do, you live to give, you live to share. But what I'm talking about, and we'll, we'll go back on here, but I, I just want to stress if you're looking for breakthrough, I know we're looking for breakthrough in every, a lot of aspects of our life, just like all of you all. It could be for healing, it could be finances, it could be relationship, it could be a lot of everything. It could be spirit, soul, and body here at Real Life. We always talk and tell you God's concerned about your spirit, soul, and body. Every aspect. Mentally, He's concerned about you. And He has provided for you for healing in those areas. So if mentally you need a healing, you know what? You serve a God that took stripes for your mental healing. It's every aspect of your life that He's concerned about. I'm a father. My youngest son just went to the beach. 
You know what I told him on the phone, Pastor? I said, be careful because Daddy's not there to watch you. And it gets quiet. Trish says, yes. Said, your dad used to sit there and you thought he was asleep. He had one eye watching you boys. Because if they got swept, guess who was going out after him? Why? Because I'm concerned about him. And as much as I love my boys, even though they're 27 and 30, the hardest thing for me as a father is not being there to protect them. That is hard for me today. I joke with them, not really joke with them. I tell them all the time, even tell the girls. I said, you know, if somebody touches you, I'm breaking Rambo. I'm going after them. Yeah, it works in the sheriff's office. I said, you know that those prisoners want to touch you. Daddy's coming. Why? Because I feel like, Pastor, I'm supposed to be a protector. There's sometimes Teresa watches what she tells me because she don't want me to rise up. I'm here to tell you, just as that, you know you're serving a Father in Heaven that loves you, and sometimes He just, He's sitting there, He's waiting to rise up and do something for you. He's just waiting for you to say, Father, do it! What do you mean? Well, i got to stay on faith for a few moments. Go to Mark. I mean, I'm just going to share a word with you. Is that okay? I'm just sharing. And it still goes back to breakthrough. You've got to do this to get breakthrough. You and Mark. Some people just skip over this. Just like, you know, some Baptist folks skip over the book of Acts. A lot of people skip over how we got saved. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Believe in your heart. Amen. You go out and let people know you're changed. Sometimes you don't have to tell them. They see it. Lord, this is good today. Some of this just came to me this morning. You're blessed. You know why? Because if it get to me during the week, I'd add more to it. I said, I, I, so this has to be him. In Mark chapter, what did I tell you to go to? Let's go to 11. Are you there, baby? I'm going to have you read this. I could read it. But you speak with more eloquence than I do. In Mark chapter 11, verse 22, go to verse 24, if you would, please. And Jesus replying said to them, Have faith in God constantly. Now, one translation says, Have the God kind of faith. Yes. Okay, what kind of faith did God have? He spoke and things changed. He said and happened. Go back to Genesis. He didn't say, well, I spoke and I'm going to wait. Maybe it might come true. It might not come true. Go ahead, sweetheart. Truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea. Okay. Says, says to what? Okay. Could a mountain be anything that you need to break through? Amen. Healing? Whatever it is. Your mountain is whatever you're facing. That's right. Now, it's hard to speak to a mountain when you're not looking at the mountain. So you've got to speak to the mountain. Now, let me go down a little rap trail, then you're going to finish in one moment. When Jared Jordan was a small baby, he went to spend some time with Anna Glenn, and he wanted a McDonald's. I've told this story a little bit before. He wanted a McDonald's. There was none real close to Anna Glenn's house. And so Jared 
or Jordan said, pray that there's a McDonald's. They'll put a McDonald's close to their house. It wasn't no time. Abe was driving down the road and they were breaking ground had a big sign McDonald's coming. Yeah. You, know, you know what that is? That's childlike faith. He spoke it and he expected it. And you know what? He went to that McDonald's. Go ahead, sweetheart. Be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all. Oh, not, not what? At all. Doesn't what? Doubt. Doubt, doubt at what? At all. The Bible tells you not to go to and fro. One minute believing, next minute not believing. One minute believing. Now the devil will come along. Yes, he is. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he will try you and say, now it's not going to happen to you. It will happen for Job, but not for you. Well, the Bible says he's no respect for a person. That's right. If he done it for Joe, my Lord, he's going to do it for me. Right. And even if he didn't do it for Joe, he's going to do it for me because I'm his favorite. Right. I'm his favorite. Right. Now, how do you get rid of doubt? By staying in the Word. Faith come by hearing. And by hearing. So every time the devil tells you you can't, you get in the Word. That's right. You know what? He'll quit telling you you can't because he don't want you in the Word. That's right. Go ahead, sweetheart. And does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place. Oh, oh. he believes what? Uh, who doesn't say? He says it. So what takes what takes over everything of your thinking and of your life? What is the one book that elevates itself above everything? The Bible. So if I speak what the Bible says, I'm speaking what he says. If I'm saying what the word says, I am saying exactly what he says. But he says I gotta say it. Now for me to get saved, I had to say it. Couldn't just think it. A lot of good thinkers. Come on. Yeah. But very few sayers. And doers. Go ahead, sir. Does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. For this reason I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that no, it is granted. Go, go, go back. Believe. Trust. Trust. Yes. Now, I love everybody in this place, and I believe you love me. If you can trust your spouse or trust your pastor, that's good. But the main person you've got to trust oh, is God. That's right. And anything that elevates itself above the Word, I don't trust. Amen. But if the Word says it to me in my life, that settles it. That's what I've got to trust because that's what got me salvation. That's what's got me everything that I, I desire in life is trusting what the Word says. And the Word to people is foolish. To men, it's foolishness. But to us, the Bible says, it's the power of life. It's the power of God. It's the power of everything you need is the Word. Go ahead, sweetheart. For this reason, I'm telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it is granted to you, and you will get it. Ooh, what? You what? Okay, if we don't receive it, a lot of times it's because it's on earth. Amen. No, now, by saying that, there's one thing I want to get. We do need to pray and find out what God's will is Amen. for 
I don't want what he don't want me to have. In the sense, I want what he wants me to have. I want his direction. Now, I know his word he wants me to heal. I know his word he wants me blessed. Now, I might want it, I might want a boat, but is it something he wants me to have? Does that make sense? Is it something that he, you know, what I'm trying to stress in this point is, before you go do something, make sure it's what he wants. That's right. right. Amen. Yes. Make sure it's what he, you get a peace from God that's okay for you to have. And I've said this before, my dad had a boat and he had a nice boat, a super boat. That was a beautiful boat. But the only time we could not take it out was on Sundays. Unless there's no church at night, you had to go to church on the morning, and you could take out that night if there was no church on Sunday night. When we, everybody was having church on Sunday night, that was one thing you could do. What it, he had a boat, but he wanted you to have priorities. Yeah. Priorities for your life. So it's fine to get things. God wants to bless you. If you have the desire to go to Hawaii, hey, believe God and go. Enjoy it. But have your priorities right. Make sure that he remains king. Because I have saw people get and get and leave God. Yes. My prayer for you, I want God to bless you, spirit, soul, and body. But I want you to have your mind and focus on him when he does bless you. Focus on him. Then it goes back to what we read. That's all of that, right? Yes. Then we want to go back and just say again in Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Daughter, you took a risk of faith. Now you're healed you're whole. You're healed and you're whole. Live well. That means peace of mind, whatever it is. And live blessed. Be healed of your plague. In other words, virtue went out of him. You can be healed. You can get your breakthrough, whatever it is, through faith. Amen. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe God. And through prayer. Now, prayer is not always you asking. And pleading. You don't have to beg with God. No. I mean, you know, if you want to know what begging is, ask my boys. <laughs> Just ask them. When you see them, ask them, says, you know, do you beg from your mom to get anything? Usually not. She asks, they ask, they ask her, and she tells me to do. Yeah. Well, they manipulate. <laughs> ask. Do. What they do? They ask. She speaks to me to do. do. I told her one time, she said, put some money over in their account so they go out and eat. I said, well, they can put money in their account so I can go out and eat. <laughs> Don't work that way. That's why she tells me Don't work that way. That's it. But the point I'm saying is, they don't bag. They've not done that their whole life. But she does give them a speech and tell them the reason we do this is because of God. We do this because God did it for us. We always take the attention back to God. When we sit down at Christmas time and we can do anything for them at Christmas time because they've been Christmases and we can do nothing. They've been Christmas times that we've taken gifts from other people, put it under the tree on Christmas Eve, put our one gift there, and they wake up and they think they've got a bunch of stuff. But it was from other folk and we had one gift because we didn't have the money back. So when we sit down and we tell them that we're going to do something, we do something, she lets them know, she gives them a speech, this is because God did for us. What are we doing? We're showing them it comes from 
Him, not from us. We said this last week. I want to say it again. There's something about believing God that will cause God to pass over a million people just to get to you. Just believe it. Just you and I setting and say, okay, I'm going to believe God today. I'm going to take Him at His word. I'm going to believe what He says. I'm going to anchor myself in what He says. Let me, let's just read this one thing because this is a new thing. We've got a lot of new stuff today. But turn your Bibles to Luke and we're going to close with this one. Didn't get near where I thought I was going to get, but that's pretty good anyway. Luke chapter 6. Shout amen when you're there. Luke chapter 6, verse... Well, read verse 12 and jump down to 17, baby. Now in those days it occurred that he went up into a mountain to pray and spent the whole night in prayer to God. Okay, Jesus was up in the mountain praying, right? Okay, 17, baby. No, 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 I'm sorry. You've got to spend time with God because you can't give what you don't have. Even Jesus spent time with God. Because He was in an earthly form. He, he was flesh and blood like us. So He had to do the same thing we had to do. He spent time with God. Amen. So after He had spent time with God, He comes down the mountain and look what happens. Go ahead, sweetheart. 17. Yes, 17. And Jesus came down with them and took His stand on a level spot with a great crowd of His disciples and a vast throng of people from all over Judea, in Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, who came to listen to him and to be cured of their diseases. Go ahead and read verse 18. Even those and 19. who were disturbed and troubled with unclean spirits, and they were being healed also. And all the multitude were seeking to touch him, for healing power was all the while going forth from him and curing them all saving them from severe illnesses or calamities. Okay, I wrote some notes here. Listen to this. Jesus not only healed the people of diseases, but the Bible says He healed people with unclean spirits. Other words, it was healing power. The anointing will manifest itself in various ways. The anointing, various ways. Don't put a limit on how the anointing will manifest itself. Because we do, we do, we say, we, we think about this is the way God's going to move. Yes, we, do. we limited Him. Yes, we do. He, he'll move in various ways in your life. You've got to allow Him to move in whatever way He wants. You pray, but in your prayer time, I just want to challenge you and encourage you when you're praying, spend as much time in prayer or much time in praise and worship as you do prayer. So if you pray for 30 minutes, worship God for 30 minutes. Because I'm telling you, something happens. Something begins to occur. There's something about praising and worshiping God. And we'll look at this later, but he says, you know, you need to leap for joy. You need to be thankful for what He's done. And you need to begin to shout and praise Him for what He's done. Sometimes when I'm walking down the, the street and I'm praying, there's something... You know, I hear just a good part of the song and I just saw him said, praise the Lord. Did I feel like doing that? No, not the natural. But it was just a good word. That's right. John Lake compared the anointing to electric. I've said this before. He said electric is God's power in the natural realm, but the Holy Spirit power is God's power in the spiritual realm. 
We walked in here today. I walked in here yesterday and turned on the, uh, the air conditioning. It was off until I turned the switch on. The air conditioning did not work. And he's saying the same thing. He goes on and says, if no one plugs in the fan, the fan won't work. I got ready to bring a fan out here and I didn't do it. Probably should have. And just a man, that fan feels so good. And not even have it on. Then have someone plug it in and show you how it works. You know how it works. The power of electronics present and available, but it isn't active until someone plugs in the fan. The anointing's there. The power of the Holy Spirit is there, but we just got to tap into it. And when you tap into it, it'll begin to change your life. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and 14, this is kind of what we'll start up next week. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led in the Greek means continually being led. The Holy Spirit flows through willing vessels. Father, I want to continue to be led by the Spirit of God. Continue. I want to be a willing vessel. Use me. Send me. Speak to me. I'm just waiting. Fathers, we come in Your presence right now. Lord, we're believing for breakthrough for everyone that's listening through the podcast and people here at Real Life Church, Lord. We're praying today for a breakthrough in their life, Father. If they need a touch, Lord, physically, Lord, mentally, financially, Father, whatever it is, we ask that You move today, Father. We know with issues that's going on throughout this country, Lord, we know that one way that this virus has attacked people is in their mind. And Lord, today we speak healing to their minds. We command their minds line up to the Word and they have a sound mind, Father, full of the Holy Spirit, Lord. And Lord, any other issues that's occurred, Lord, arms begin to have strength. Legs begin to have strength, Father. Hearts go back to normal, Lord. Lord, we speak that today, Father, from this house of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we believe that You're moving where they are this very moment, Father. Let them believe that this prayer is for them. Let them receive it, Lord. And Lord, if they need a breakthrough in their finances with everything that's going on with gas prices so high and food, Lord, let their peace be in You. Let their faith be in You. Let them know that You are going to bless them, that You are the one that's going to provide and help them, Father. Lord, I speak their breakthrough is there. And they're receiving it today in Jesus' name. We thank you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.